In those days, John the Baptist appeared in the wilderness of Judea, proclaiming, Repent, for the kingdom of heaven has come near. This is the one of whom the prophet Isaiah spoke when he said, The voice of one crying out in the wilderness, Prepare the way of the Lord, make his paths straight. Now John wore clothing of camel's hair with a leather belt around his waist, and his food was locust and wild honey. Then the people of Jerusalem and all Judea were going out to him, and all the region along the Jordan. And they were baptized by him in the river Jordan, confessing their sins. But when he saw many Pharisees and Sadducees coming for baptism, he said to them, You brood of vipers, who warned you to flee from the wrath to come? Bear fruit worthy of repentance. Do not presume to say to yourselves, We have Abraham as our ancestor. For I tell you, God is able from these stones to raise up children to Abraham. Even now the axe is lying at the root of the trees. Every tree, therefore, that does not bear good fruit is cut down and thrown into the fire. I baptize you with water for repentance, but the one who is more powerful than I is coming after me. I am not worthy to carry his sandals. He will baptize you with the Holy Spirit and fire. His winnowing fork is in his hand, and he will clear his threshing floor and will gather his wheat into the granary. But the chaff he will burn with unquenchable fire. The Gospel of the Lord. Oh boy. It is week two of Advent, and all I have left to do before Christmas is find some kind of gift for my four siblings, parents, and grandparents, pick out a tree and trim it, of course, give a sermon at my home congregation, get my apartment ready for me to travel back to Pennsylvania, drive those 12 hours back to Pennsylvania, without falling asleep, of course, navigate the interesting and perhaps awkward situation of new significant others of my siblings, and, of course, breathe and enjoy the season of Advent. All of this running around, all of this hyped-up energy and anxiety of the big day, this isn't really the Advent spirit. The culture around Advent isn't really the culture of Advent at all. We've run right past it. Our minds are already on the 25th. Nonetheless, the anxiety that is present before Christmas is real. Hurry up. Get the best deals, wrap the presents, trim the tree. Wait, don't forget the tree. <laughs> and this is all not to mention the anxiety that our gospel text produces this morning. The fiery prophet, John the Baptist, is preaching what feels like a fire and brimstone sermon. I find myself anxiously searching for my own chaff, the parts of me that bear no fruit, and I'm doing this out of fear that those parts of me will be thrown into unquenchable fire. But this anxious, fearful, even panicked self-searching, this isn't really what Advent is about, right? Advent, 
a time of hopeful anticipation, a time of reflection, a time of preparation. Part of getting ready that is cultural as well as religious is to get a tree. Now, most people these days, we use a chainsaw or a handsaw to cut our tree down. But have you ever cut down a tree with an ax? I grew up in the woods, and it's pretty hard work to cut down a tree. When chopping down a tree, you swing the ax so that the blade is perpendicular to the grain, which is to say, the grain is the way the wood grows. If you look down at the pew right now, your legs are probably perpendicular to the grain as we speak. Axes are heavy, trees are big, wood is dense, chopping down trees is really hard work. And in our text this morning, there are axes lying at the roots of trees waiting to be used to cut down the trees that do not bear fruit. Trees without fruit are cut and then burned in a fire. My dear friends, we are the forest. The parts of us that bear good fruit are gathered in. The parts of us that are not good fruit. The parts of us that are overly selfish. The parts of us that are exclusionary. The parts of us that are harsh and cruel are thrown into a fire. Being thrown into a fire sounds a lot like a threat, sounds like a punishment, but it is not. Being cast into the fire is an invitation to reflection, to growth, and to persistence, both personal and communal. Reflecting on our communal fruitfulness, it is necessary to acknowledge that this congregation has begun a two-year anti-racism covenant with the Metro Chicago Synod. Every Sunday, this, this congregation proclaims welcome to all and makes explicit invitation to the sacramental table. This congregation is also a reconciling in Christ congregation, which makes explicit welcome and affirmation to the LGBTQIA community and professes the desire to be a safe place for people who are part of the LGBTQIA community. This congregation is growing and persisting in its growth. Yet we return to reflection on our individual and our communal fruitlessness. Fruitlessness of continued racial biases, continued biases against LGBTQIA folks, ageist biases, stigmas and stereotypes around mental health and gender norms and more. This fire, it calls us out of old ways of being, calls us to grow, to persist in our growth. It's not easy and the fire hurts. But this fire this unquenchable fire is the relentless love of God. Our flaws and biases, even our insecurities, our depression, our anxiety, negative self-image, our demons, our chaff, is cast into a love that surpasses all things. Our fruitlessness and chaff is loved so deeply 
that it is set ablaze. Our demons are loved into angels. This love calls us out of our old ways of being. It calls us to reflect, to grow, and to persist in our growth. It requires a lot of us. Acknowledging our fruitlessness and chaff is really hard work. So we seek support in our community. We seek counseling, practice healthy coping mechanisms, and make the choice to practice loving our fruitfulness and our fruitlessness as we grow. We do this hard work of reflection, of growth, and we persist in that growth because we are preparing ourselves and thus the world for something that we are hopefully anticipating, the coming of Jesus of Nazareth. So we continue our preparations by reflecting, by growing, and by persisting. And we look inward and we seek the fruitfulness and the fruitlessness. The fruitfulness is gathered in and cherished, while the fruitlessness is set ablaze in a love so deep that it cannot be quenched. And so, as the cultural and physical preparations are happening all around us, let us dive deeply inward to prepare ourselves and the world for the coming of the Messiah, Jesus of Nazareth. Amen.